0: This is chapter eight. I have a lot of information that I hope to I want to really highlight what God has said in his word, how we can trust his word. So there's gonna be some fresh air. We're not opening the windows, but I call fresh air is what God has said in his word. It sort of helps us to breathe clearly. It says in Genesis chapter eight, verse twenty-two only while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not. Seize. May the Lord's blessing to the reading of his word. We should rejoice when we hear that text. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, I pray that you guide and direct my words and thoughts. I want to center about, upon you and what your word says. And so it will help us to think clearly. I'm not trying to be uh, uh, divisive. I just want to share what what the Bible says about our climate and how that you are yet in control. Help us to understand what the world is thinking. Help us to understand biblically. May we have a biblical worldview. That would be my hope and striving, Lord, that we center everything upon you and your word. And so, Lord, may you help me today be with those teaching downstairs. We thank you for this beautiful Lord's Day you've given to us. Several who are out, perhaps called of illness, etc., traveling may be with them. And may our time be precious, and may your word be preeminent. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. From last time, we talked about the necessity of uh, understanding what climate change is. There is the meaning of the definitions that was last time. Today is going to be the movement about a deity. Podcaster Daryl Har- Harrison said that he is, uh, has become one of the most insidious devices used, employed to deceive people, even people of God in the church, regarding this idea of, of climate change has been very... Uh, it's not quite all truthful, so the meaning of definitions, and, and and a lot of it is the language. We said this morning in Sunday school, he who owns the language owns really the culture in many ways. We are to study, to show ourselves approved unto God, and we saw that under the meaning of definitions, there is a tide, there is a climate change, a mushrooming, snowballing, monster-rolling piece of equipment or, or ideology that's trying to bulldoze over all things in its way, if I would put it that way. But there is a resistance just since our last message, last time, if you would, uh, has been signed into just since last Sunday, uh, or last Sunday, actually signed I think last Sunday or last Saturday, uh, the American Climate Chain, climate Core has been signed into existence. It's going to teach thousands of our youth in climate-related jobs. Uh, the tweet said, executive action to launch the American Climate Corps, a workforce initiative that will train over 20,000 young people for good-paying jobs in the clean energy and climate resilience economy. It is said to do this, it's lifetimes of being involved in the work of making our communities more fair, more sustainable, and more resilient. I fear of the climate change paradigm is not going to be Quickly dismissed. Nor do they want it to be so. A breath, a, a bre- little bit of breathing here from London. The Prime Minister Rishi Sunak again, just this past week, I heard this, and just in, in the last two weeks, Rishi Sunak turned uh, turned his back on pledges made by the British government that would put an end to the sale of all gasoline and diesel automobiles, that included some truck categories as well, by the year twenty thirty. He said at the very least, it wouldn't happen before twenty thirty five. But I want to read this a little further. And he went on to say that when it comes to much of the climate change goals, change goals and legislation, policies set by so many governments in the West, they are dishonest. Now, this is the Prime Minister of Britain. He said the policy is basically dishonest. The government has made no clear road ahead, evident as to how the world Britain, how in the world Britain can afford to accomplish this particular goal. But goals set by governments have policy ramifications, and here you had Rushi Chinakh saying, "Quoting: Look, this government is not serious about this policy. So let's be seriously honest and just say we're nowhere near meeting the goal." This was the, the prime minister of, 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 of England say those words. So there's there's not an agreement. You will hear there's a consensus on uh, all this, on the models. There is no consensus. I just read last week how six, 1,609 scientists signed an agreement that is a lot of trumped-up thing, and there is really no climate emergency to say, does the climate change? That's what climate does. Does the does, the, does our globe get warmer? Yes, it gets warmer. It gets colder. Warmer, colder. What if I were to tell you the truth is that eight times more people die from cold than heat? When's the last time you heard that in the news? And by the way, if the I was reading this this week again, if the if the if our climate gets warmer, better vegetation, better for growing crops. So if you want to always look at the see there is an agenda. There is an agenda. Now not everybody who signs on to the climate control or climate change movement is deep Steeped in the agenda. But if you deep, and we're going to dig down just, just a little bit further this morning and talk about what is the underlying factor. You know, honestly, if, if a purpose, if a goal, if an organization is contrary to God's word, we should not be for it. I mean, that's as simple as that. Whatever goal it is, if it's against God's word, if it's dead set against God's word, you remember I mentioned the article from Christianity.com where the lady said, climate change is not discussed in the Bible. And I've thought about that different times. Yes, it is. And I thought about just asking my wife this, this morning. I said, and she probably wonders where I come from, all these questions. But I said, do you think possibly God's trying to wake us up? I mean, does not the earthquakes and rumors of war and all these things as a, as a birth pangs to what God's going to do eventually? Could it possibly be this great, uh, since 1901 or something, all the earthquakes number has grown exponentially? Wake up, people. I'm coming back. Could that not possibly be part of what we're experiencing now? Could God not, after we do all these man-made ideologies that somehow we think we can change the climate and we put all these things, we get net zero carbon emissions by 2050, God could simply just say a little word and all that could be overthrown. Overthrown. I think that the answer is far more difficult than what we... I think it's going to cause far more problems than it cures. But that's my personal opinion. But what does the Bible say? I want to keep going back to here. the Bible. There's been a lot of shutdown of those who uh, speak out against the climate. Matter of fact, just reading, I'm going to just read. I've got more for next week. But Meanwhile, a top academic journal retracted published research doubting a climate emergency after negative coverage in legacy media. The move was decried by another climate dissenter. He said this, it's one of the most egregious failures of scientific publishing that I have seen. And those who are casting doubt upon the climate change are taken off LinkedIn. They are silenced. They are canceled. They are disinvited to speak because they are not part of the agenda of those who are in control of this rolling monstrosity of a large rock going forward if you would the movement that was the meaning of definitions a little summation of last time how about the movement about a deity now please don't think that climate change is limited to just the data just the it's not it's far more than that it's a it's a world view is it is, is climate change discussed in the bible yes the term was not even brought into vague, unto vogue, vague, vogue into about the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and 80s, and then we had have, we have this global warming, it was uh, another term even before that, now it's become climate change, Is far more than simply global warming, now you know the whole postulation of what climate change is about, supposedly we burning the fossil fuels is raising the carbon levels and if we don't stop burning the fossil fuels the carbon levels are going to get too high and it's going to cause a lot of problems so we're going to cut out the carbon fuels and we're going to start using wind and solar and battery and all these different things which we have no support for by the way did you happen to know that if we were to 70 percent, the goal is 70 percent solar power We would have to, by 2050, build the largest solar farm ever constructed every single day on the planet to get to the goal of, by 2050. I am not against change. And if there can be a better way to get around, and if we can conserve energy, and we can be good stewards of God's creation, I'm for that, absolutely for that. I'm for it. But let's not, human beings, we are, you know, we're the number one, you know, God has designed us to serve Him. It's what's best for, yes, the world, yes, but it's human beings. The sacrificing of lives, the minimizing of population, God has said, be fruitful and multiply. He has not changed that. So when you end the life before they ever come out of the womb, or you stop the life of an older person because they're not culturally or socially profitable, you have no right to do that. You have none. By the way, I'll just, as a side note, coming up, we have to realize that I personally believe that abortion is wrong in all cases. You were going to be hard pressed to find, though, anyone, there will be some probably, but that that's true for them. But the Bible is, once conception begins, and by the way, there are no illegitimate births, or, sorry, illegitimate children. Now, there are ways that p- children are conceived that probably shouldn't have been done. We know that. And there's some. Wrong, definitely wrong ways. But the child is not, it's designed, he was designed, she was designed by God. And so that, you have to keep that in mind. Yes, there are people who have done some wrong things, and children are conceived, and God gives birth through all of that, gives life through all that. But that child is not responsible for that. So we have to keep in mind, because you're going to hear a lot of things. We have to come back. What does the Bible say? God, from the moment of conception, gives life, and we must stick with that. And help people through the difficult times they find themselves in. But don't throw out and don't change your thinking just because of pressure to come. The climate change. It's coming. It's gonna happen. Matter of fact, in Second Peter says there's gonna be a big climate change when this earth is burned up. Yes. But God has said for us, so we can sit back a breath of fresh air while earth remains, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. The God of our climate does not change, and he has promised that. We're not going to be destroyed by a flood. We really could use some water right now, I think, but we're not going to be destroyed by a flood again. Praise the Lord for that. But there is a heat time coming. We don't understand that. The movement started with global warming, and then in 75, uh, Wallace Broker, B-R-O-E-C-K-E-R, who died in 2019, was sort of the grandfather of global warming. And then th- uh, he sort of introduced that in 1980. Global warming went mainstream when James, Han- James Hansen testified before Congress that the scientific community could ascribe a higher degree of confidence to a cause and effect relationship between greenhouse gases and global warming. It is interesting that we, as mankind, can think that we somehow can affect a climate designed by God. We we can we can put smoke in there, but God is yet in control. There are far more important things for us to worry about. If it gets hotter, we'll just run the air conditioner more. If it gets colder, we'll pull on an extra layer. We we can do those kind of things, but we can't bring back life that's been killed. We can't bring back lives that, have been, lives that have been destroyed. Now, in 2006, a very important video came out called An Inconvenient Truth. You may have seen that. Describing global warming. 2000, it was the, actually the first documentary feature to win two Academy Awards. Also, the presenter in 2007 won the Nobel Peace Prize in 2007. However, also in 2007, the UK sued the video because of its inaccurate estimation of science, etc. In 56, the physicist Gilbert Plast published a study of carbon dioxide theory of climate change. In 77, the journal Climate Change made its first appearance, and now we have on the scene International Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, which by the way is going to come more to the front as time goes on. They are guess, the They are the big information people on the climate. See, folks who own the language own our thoughts, not our thoughts, but a lot of people's thoughts. What is the agenda? Well, does does the Bible speak to this issue? Yes. What What they want to say is, you know, the Bible, the climate change movement is not the Bible. So, the Bible doesn't speak to it. it. They're trying to disabuse you of the Bible and say, well, listen, the Bible doesn't speak to it, so you must close the Bible and you must listen to me, the authority, the expert. By the way, that word expert rarely does it actually fit. Now, I will have to say, I just, uh, one of our sinners got a new pool table, and so I was down there on Friday helping the guy. The guy who owns the company we use to install it has been in the, over 50 years. The number one pool table company in the world, this guy trained the owner. So I said, Mr. Burns is truly an expert on pool tables. He goes, yes, truly an expert. He is. He's like, all the people who sell tables now, he trained most of them. Experts say, put your Bible aside. I say, put the experts aside and put the Bible front and center. And let's see how it fits with, it's your glasses. You can either have on the glasses of the world, hmm, or you can have on a worldview based upon the Word of God. I trust you have a Bible worldview. I trust you did. Creation order, that's so important. Creation order, that's how we are standing against the transgender movement because of creation order as God designed, male and female. And He designed you that way and you are to stay that way. Now, people who are confused, yes, they need help. Yes, good biblical, solid counseling. Yes, but changing from one sex to another, you can't do it. You can't. just can't do it. You may say that, but a man wearing a dress is a man wearing a woman's dress still. He still is. Climate change. I will just tell you, I'm not going to be popular. There, in England, I just told you Wednesday night, England, they went through all the churches there in Oxford, England, and they were registering all the churches and how they pro-LGBTQ they are. And they were registering one to five. If you are one, you were very, not very good at all. And if you are five, you were absolutely promoting and establishing... It's, you understand I, do you understand that in a satisfactory is not going to be silence they're not going to settle for that it's going to be you must openly promote and support and say yay 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 to all the agenda that's the only thing you must surrender for them to be happy i'm just saying that's the way that's the way the world's going you must surrender that's why you and I must come what does the Bible say? we have to, we can't go from here when you start straying from what the Bible clearly says you're going to be like the other church denominations that have gone off the scene they're becoming extinct you should hear how soon some of the churches especially over in England and Europe are going are becoming extinct already because If you jettison the Word of God, what do you have? You might as well close the door and and go home and stay home all Sunday or go fishing or something. I'll I'll, I'll tempt you that way. But but you might do things like that if there is no Bible. It's just a long... This climate change movement is a long catch-all phrase and a long line of movements contrary to biblical creation, etc. Ms. Peter Sammons... In And teach teaches the master Seminary in a book called The Forgotten Attributes of God, God's Nature and Why It Matters, regarding pantheism. By the way, we need to just for a moment, epidemic and pandemic. Now, we're familiar with those terms. Epidemic would be like this. All the cats on Heberland Road in Wirtland are self-centered. That's epidemic. Every single one, the whole road. Pandemic is all the cats in Greenup County, on this road, in Lloyd, in Argalite, in your holler, up every single cat in all of Greene County self-centered. That's a pandemic because it encompasses more than one region. Epidemic, regional, pandemic. We've had a pandemic of late, I said, because of the coronavirus. Many, many regions pantheism pan meaning all theism god so pantheism quoting now asserts that god is present everywhere because god is in everything the term pantheism is a composite of pan and theism so pantheism literally means all god the belief that all is god and god is all pantheism equates then god with the universe and the universe with god There is no distinction. Now, you need to listen carefully. In this view, everything has a seed of the divine. Many religions and tribal religions, including Native American religions, African animism, can be seen as pantheistic or a mixture of pantheism and other doctrines. For example, in Hinduism, pantheistic views are mixed with a variety of other views as panentheistic, polytheistic, and even atheistic ones. Pantheism has become popular, again, through spirituality movements and new religious movements such as neo-paganism. These views understand God as an impersonal, impersonal force of mere existence, and the casual use of the terms like Mother Nature and Mother Earth subtly reinforce the error. I can tell you what's reinforced the error a lot more than that, probably, is Star Wars. Pantheism, the force is with you. <laughs> what what the force. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> but we had understand that's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo not to the people who believe in pantheism and who are promoting that it's just a force i'm telling the spirit is god he is a real person part of the trinity the spirit is much more than an inanimate force for good and an animate. do you see how we have taken down god and brought him into our line now we are gods in pantheism all is god we are god it's one ism, not twoism. Twoism understands that there is a creator. Shall we look at it? We shall. Genesis, we need a breath of fresh air about now. Genesis chapter 1, 26 and 7. Genesis chapter 1, 26 and 27. Genesis 1 had the privilege of starting Genesis in the Bible study at the Boyd County Senior Center. If you want to come over and join us, we are uh, located right across by the courthouse there in Catlettsburg. 10 o'clock Tuesday morning. Unless I'm a jury. I'm a jury. That's okay. And God said, 26 of Genesis 1, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And God created man. Just a moment. God created man? Yes! That's what the Bible says! It's not that we and God are all in the same. He is God, and we are the creature. There is a creator, and there is a creature. So there is two, God and everything else. We do not become God. We are to worship the one true living God. It says in the first verse of the Bible, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. What's wrong with pantheism? Dr. Sammons continues. It removes the distinction creator and creature, which is the Bible, which is what the Bible teaches. Scripture teaches that God is omnipresent, but it's not a spatial, transcendent omnipresent. His essence is unmixed and undefinable by the things he made. God is present in space, but not defined. Limited or identical with space, God is in His essence above and beyond space. So God is utterly separate in essence from what He has created, and cannot in any way be understood or identi- identical to it. So God has made all these things, but that does not confine Him. God is outside of all these things. It's not like God. This is. Can you imagine trying to build a thing that looked like God? He's outside of all of that. He's beyond all of that. So we want to take in our little bubble. We want to take God and put Him somewhere in our bubble. He's outside all of that. In the Huffington Post, I, we need a fresh air, more fresh air. Genesis, uh, Psalm forty-six, please, more fresh air for us. And just, just stop. Think about what you're reading, if you would, please. It's like playing the piano uh, over here. I, I have kept my eyes closed. Why? Because I can focus on what I'm doing. If I'm looking around, watching somebody, listen, I lose focus. And you can do this. Have you ever found yourself doing it? I found myself doing it this morning. Something that had to be done. And so I'm reading the Bible, but my mind is far away. Or not too far, but far away. So look at, look at these verses. Psalm 46. Someone even has a tie on this today about Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, or there's a climate change movement that wants to change our culture. Sorry. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her in that right early. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. (laughs) The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Your refuge, my refuge. There, what do you think of that? That's what Selah means. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth? He maketh wars to cease until the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow. He cutteth the spear and sunder. He burneth the chariot and the fire. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Just My father-in-law used to say these, this little phrase. Now, he never told anybody this personally, but they just need to be still. That's what he would say. Someone would say... Be... They just, they just need to sit down and be still. That's how he would say to you know, We would say something a little more forceful than that. Be still. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. We're on the winning side. I am on the winning side. You are as well as, the, as a believer. We are on the winning side. Be still and know that I am God. The Huffington Post, April 21st, 2016. The article title is, Why Thousands of Pagans Are Standing Up for the Environment. An excerpt from an article called, A Pagan Community Statement on the Environment. A Pagan Community Statement on the Environment. Quoting from the article, Fundamentally, We pagans believe that a change in spirit is required, one that fosters a new relationship between humanity and other species and the earth as a whole. As pagans, now we know what pagans are, right? Unbelievers, uh, they don't like God, and uh, atheists, etc. We believe that we are well situated to help imagine and create a future in which humanity lives in greater harmony with the rest of our planet. We strive in our worship. We strive in our worship. Work and play and daily lives to connect to this greater harmony. We believe that recognizing our connection as part of the earth itself is a unique facet of what defines us. We are earth. With carbon, nitrogen, and phosphorus making up our bodies one day and incorporated into the mountains the next. We are air, giving food to the trees and grasses when we exhale and breathing in their gift of free oxygen with each breath. We are fire, burning the energy of the sun captured and given us by plants. We are water, the oceans flowing in our veins, the same water that was nourishing the dinosaurs now in our cells. We are connected to our families through links of love and to their relatives. And so on to the entire human species. Our family tree goes back farther than the rise of humans, including all mammals, all animals, and all life on earth. The entire earth is our immense and joyous family reunion. Yes, people on earth matter of fact, that has been translated into 16 languages, signed by people in over 80 countries in the world. It is far more than a little bit of a temperature spike this summer or last summer or the one coming next summer or the one that won't even materialize in three years from now. It's far more that it is a worldview that's opposed to, doesn't need God. That's the idea. A climate activist said also in the same article, actually from a which I looked on the website this week, GodIsChanged.org. By the way, I don't believe in God at all. I hope that this helps demonstrate to the interfaith activist community that pagans are serious and worthy partners in the fight to turn the tide of global climate change. I'm telling you, I'm very much for biblical stewardship. I am not for a worldview that is so absolutely contrary to what the Bible has said. And there's no need for God. What is it called? It's called Guyanism. I know my time, I I, I can get through this part, I believe, before time to pray. Guyanism, guyanism guyanism.org. By the way, I'm quoting the sources of the people themselves, not Pastor Tim's own surmisings. This is directly from the source. Guyanism, G-A-I-N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I- a-N-I-S-M but simply, Guyanism is a religious philosophy that grants the living earth, Gaia. Can I just say that again? Are you listening? Guyanism is a religious philosophy that grants the living earth, Gaia, its rightful place at the center. Now, we, we used to be a very popular thing that the earth was center of the universe. We've gone back to that sort of kind of. Prior to that, people believed the earth was the center that it was deduced from the Bible. That the sun is actually the center and the earth revolves around it. But here the earth is the center again. Quoting again, Gaianism is a religious philosophy that grants the living earth, Gaia, its rightful place at the center. Humans are not the pinnacle of evolution, but just a small and not necessarily essential part of the living earth. Hence, we need a philosophy that reboots or reroots, uh, re-roots uh, humans, us, the wise species into a symbiotic relationship with Gaia, the earth. To resurrect an understanding of a planetary obligation, where this obligation is at the heart of our ethical code, where it is our duty to care for and actively heal Gaia. James Lovelock's research and Gaia theory made it clear that Earth is a living planet, not sentient, but alive, a manifestation of the living systems converging into a being of sorts. This planet Gaia is our ground of being, they say. Without Gaia, we cannot and will not exist. And thus, we must heal and restore this planet. And to do that, our best bet is to spread an ecocentric, spiritual, but scientifically grounded philosophy through tried and true methods of missionary efforts rooted in community building, social service provision, and mutual aid. End of quote. You want to know religion through their missionary efforts. They're going to win people to their cause. I'm telling you, we'd we'd better be about God's business because there are those who are certainly about things that are not God's business. We believe the earth, Gaia, to be a living being that Gaia is at the same time composed of a vast diversity of life and is alive to her own right, in her own right, her, capitalized. We understand that we depend upon completely and utterly on Gaia and part of Gaia. We recognize that current human actions are fundamentally altering Gaia and that if pushed too far, Gaia will shift from her current state to one inhospitable to humans and millions of other species. This is, I'm just reading from what they wrote on their own website and it's just, this is a it's, it's becoming more and more pervasive well I need a breath of fresh air before I pray so shall we turn please I want to look over at first let's look at psalm or Romans 118 Romans 1 please 18 there is a way which seemeth right unto man but the end of thereof are the ways of what? death in case you missed it in proverbs 14 in proverbs 16 there is a way which seemeth right unto a man but the end thereof the ways of death it's two exact same verses two chapters apart if you want to see what we're dealing with it's romans 118 i'm not going to spend a lot of time but just want to read through these verses and then get to the positive verses for the wrath of man is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and righteousness of men who hold or suppress the truth and righteousness. It's like they're they're sitting on a box. They're holding it down. They don't want the truth to come out. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. It's a battle for the mind. Wednesday nights we're talking about a battle. It's it's what you think about, Christian, in your own spiritual battle. It's what we're praying for is to tear down the strongholds of mental ideology, the, the ideology based about people who are contrary to God. That's the battle. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise. We have become fools changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into the image like unto a corruptible man, to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to their uncleanness to the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forevermore. Turning creation into worship rather than worshipping the Creator. Psalm 19, please. Psalm 19. So, what is the purpose of creation order? Let's end with a few positive verses. Psalm 19, please. I'm just going to sort of read these verses and let them speak for themselves, next few passages, and then we'll pray. The heavens declare the glory of God, the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day utter speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath He set a tabernacle for the Son, which is a bridegroom coming out of His chamber, and rejoices as a strong man to run His race. Chapter 29, please. Psalm 29. Just let the words sink in as we read them, please. Psalm 29, the first four verses, please. Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Psalm 104, please. Psalm 104, verse 1. Psalm 104, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul. One oh four one. O Lord, my God, thou art very great, thou art clothed with honor and majesty, who coverest thyself with light as with a garment, who stretchest out the heavens like a curtain, who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters, who maketh the clouds his chariot, who walketh upon the wings of the wind, who maketh his angels spirits, his ministers of flaming fire, who laid the foundations of the earth that it should not be removed forever. Revelation five. Revelation 5, 13 Revelation 5:13 Revelation 5:13 and 14 And every creature that is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said amen and the four and twenty elders fell down and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever. In light of those verses. Who in the world do we think we are? That we as human beings can somehow thwart God's plan, somehow have a better plan, or somehow that we can be still and know that He is God. It is He that hath made us and not we ourselves. For there is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So what is it for us? Are we supposed to give ourselves over to the, the worship of the earth and give our lives and leave our family and kin and country for, for Gaia, the earth itself? The Bible says, I beseech you therefore by the mercies of God that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your what? Your mind. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now that is the God who does not change. May we center our thinking upon this word and not be overfraught and overcome by worry about what we may hear in the news. I I I was what is the ratio this past week you spent reading the Bible versus the time you spent on social media? We wonder why sometimes that we develop philosophies that are not quite biblical. Is it possible? Just asking you ask I'm not you ask yourself, are we spending far more time on this instead of this? Just asking. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you that you you do not change. The God of our climate, you have said clearly that sea time, harvest, cold heat, summer, winter, night day are going to continue on. For that we are grateful. May the time that we have, Lord, which seems to be short, could all these things be just a harbinger, the, the Braxton Hicks contractions of what's to come later? Very possibly. Lord, it would seem your return is, we know it's imminent. It would seem it's, it's soon. Lord, the world is ready for a one world leader to take over. And Lord, I believe we as a church will be called out before that happens. Thank the Lord for that. But until that point in time, maybe be faithful serving you. Lord, if there's a need this morning for salvation, perhaps someone does not know for sure they're saved perhaps for baptism, perhaps for church membership. I don't know, but Lord, you know the needs. May you take your word. We talk about what a wonderful God you are. And if we're we're slack in our service, may we get that straight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.